The Physician's Road. Create your life in medicine, on your own terms. Today, we are on the path to wealth. Today, on The Physician's Road, we discuss turnkey real estate investing with Greg Bond. We learn exactly what it is and how it can help you as a busy professional start to build your real estate portfolio. The Physician's Road is brought to you by Vernonville Asset Management. Vernonville Asset Management was created to help physicians build wealth and create income beyond Wall Street. Through our exclusive private investments, doctors can begin to free themselves from the burdensome regulations in healthcare by creating income streams independent of medicine. Go to IncomeBeyondWallStreet.com to get your free report, Wall Street's Biggest Lie. Again, go to IncomeBeyondWallStreet.com to get Wall Street's Biggest Lie and free yourself today. Welcome, everyone, to the Physician's Road Podcast, where you create your life in medicine on your own terms. Today, we're on the path to wealth. And we're going to be talking about one of my favorite things in the world, and that is real estate. Uh, For those of you who know me know that I love to invest in real estate, and I'm so happy to have... Um, a friend, colleague, um, Greg Bond, who I've known for, I don't know, four or five years now. And we've watched his company kind of blossom and transform and flourish in the Central Florida area. And so what he's going to talk to us about today is the process of turnkey real estate investing. And for some of you, that may be a new new term, and we'll go into that some uh, during this interview. But Greg makes it easy for people to get into real estate where they still own uh, the project. Uh, themselves and it's in their own portfolio. And we'll, we'll get into that. But to give a little background on Greg and who he is, he's the principal and founder of Greater Orlando Home Buyers. He's the co-founding partner. He's also a licensed real estate broker and property manager. His specialties include locating and acquiring assets and renovating them, whether they be on or off market deals. Um, he also has a specialization in structuring deals and property management and in building relationships. Uh, he's renovated over 250 properties uh, in his career. And he has formal training in many facets of real estate investing. He's been investing for over 25 years. He's a member of the National Association of Property Management, also a member of the National Association of Realtors. He has a Bachelor's of Science in Industrial Engineering and an Associates in Aviation. He has served as treasurer of the Central Florida Realty Investors for two years in 2016 and 2017. He also served in the Air Force Reserves for four years. So, Greg, who else are you? What, what else would you like to tell our audience? Eric, I'm also a uh, husband, father. Uh, my wife, Jane, she uh, does mortgage foreclosure, so kind of the same sort of uh, business, uh, real estate at least. And I uh, have two kids, two grown children. Uh, both of them graduated for the, the uh, uh, University of Florida in up in Gainesville. Okay, great. And yeah, you know, I, I love Jane. We always have great conversations whenever we get together. Um, Perfect. And so, yeah, absolutely. So tell us about your personal real estate investing experience. Um, What's great about you is you're an investor. And so you're not just somebody who's, who's in the game just to be property managing. You actually are an investor yourself. So give us a little bit of background in terms of how you got into real estate investing and kind of the why behind that. Yeah, Eric. Well, I uh, got into it because uh, my wife and I, Jane and I decided that uh, when we first got married, we were going to, uh, uh, live on my income and bank her income so we didn't get locked into living uh, on two incomes because when we had children, we wanted her to have the option to stay at home if she wanted to. Uh, so that's basically what we did and I began, uh, we began buying real estate. Um, I took a, uh, a course from uh, 
uh, it was through our church, uh, Crown Ministries, and they talked about how your house was your best investment. I know that not to be not true now, but at the time I looked at it and said, wow, if your house is your best investment, why aren't two houses, five houses, 10 houses, 20 houses even better? So I started acquiring, we started acquiring real estate. Uh, before you know, we had, uh, uh, I think, uh, 24, 25 properties, uh, and I just looked at it as, as retirement income. At that point, I was doing, I wasn't buying for anybody else, it was just for our personal use. Um, then along uh, 2008, nine timeframe hits and uh, we had a, uh, a business going. It was a paper-based map company. That paper-based map company failed at that point as technology plus the economy, the double whammy just kind of did in the paper-based maps and I began looking to reinvent myself and since I'd already had uh, quite a significant background in real estate, I decided to jump into real estate. I didn't realize how good it was till I got into it in 2008 and 9 and realized, wow, this is just one heck of a tremendous market. So. Yeah. Ran out of cash and began looking for uh, uh, ways to generate cash, and I found all these great deals. And I couldn't. I started to get to the point where I couldn't close them, so I started looking to uh, friends and family to buy property for them and manage property for them. And that quickly turned into uh, buying property for a lot of people uh, all over the, the world. So, all right. So that's so you morphed from investing investing for yourself, and you were in a different career, and then that career ended real estate becoming your career and then moving from that to helping others be a part of it and then morphing your business into servicing the needs of not only your own portfolio, but the portfolios of others uh, as they're looking to expand their real estate um, empire. Would that be about about right? That is totally correct. Okay. And does your firm have a specific mission? Is there something that drives you um, as it relates to, to your day-to-day business? Absolutely. We just we wanted to uh, develop uh, uh, one relationship at a time and 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 build help them build wealth one house at a time. So it's it's basically a relationship and a property. And so were you able? So let's take us through 08 and 09. Um, what did you learn during that time period? Uh, because many people are scared to get into real estate. They think that you know it's super risky and you know they 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 may not want a property in their own name and these types of things. What did you learn through the downturn? that made you confident to buy when other people were selling? Well, I, I always look at, you know, what's my exit strategy? What can I do? And I, I, I use kind of a three-prong approach when I'm purchasing. I look at the square foot price. I look at what, I, what the return on investment I'm going to get. And then I look at uh, um, basically what I'm, you know, the overall cost of, of the property. And um, it, it really was a tremendous deal. When I looked at what I was paying just strictly on a square foot basis in, in the early 90s when I was purchasing, I was purchasing property about $65 a square foot. Uh, when I started purchasing in 2008 and nine, it was $30 a square foot, so it was less than half. So again, I, I was, just, I was uh, just shocked at the opportunities and the prices and how low they were and the return on investment you can get, it was, it was crazy. I was like, I wanna buy so much, but I've only got so much cash. And I'm very limited. Uh, I couldn't get loans at that point because we had 24, 25 loans in our name. And uh, so I was basically an all-cash buyer from 2009 through 2014 when I finally got a local bank to take a look and I showed them what I was doing. And they said, great, we, we like what you're doing. We like your your systems. We like, we like you and, and we'll start to provide some financing for you. Great. And so... As, as a mutual mentor of ours likes to say, no investor left behind. So let's talk about square foot prices. I know it's a little bit in the weeds, but 
I like to have our investors become more educated. And so let me know if you have any change in this, but the per square foot prices, to me, I use that as a metric of the, the ability to rebuild that asset, whatever price point that is. And so if you can buy an asset below the price point of what it would cost to rebuild it, you know that you have basically, you're basically buying below what we call replacement cost. But what it is, is you're already buying the property with equity in it. Exactly. How, how would you, do you, do you make any change in that or? No, that, that's exactly how I look at it. I always want to look at my exit strategy. If I had to get out of this property today, can I at least get out of it with what I've, or can I at least get out of it what I've put into it? And so that's just kind of a metric that I also use and go, okay, if I, below the cost of, uh, uh, of building, then, you know, there's a pretty good chance you're going to be able to get out and not, uh, not get caught with too much. So. Perfect. All right, cool. So now let's, let's do a little bit of um, ground laying. So what is turnkey investing? Uh, as you, as you see it from, from your company, um, if you were explaining it to a five-year-old, uh, what is turnkey investing? Turnkey investing, Eric, is, is buying the property, rehabbing the property, putting a tenant in the property, and then selling that property to an investor. So the investor virtually, all the, we try and take as much risk out of the equation as we can. So that investor can just look at that property. Since there's already a lease there, they know the return on investment coming in. They know how long that lease is gonna last. And it's just basically saying, pick your property. Once you pay for that property, we start providing you an income stream on a monthly basis. So through our property management side, it's on the 10th of every month, we ACH directly back into the investors uh, bank account. Okay. Perfect. Well, income that's come in for that month. There it is. And so basically you're taking most of the hassle out of someone owning a single family asset. Um, from what I'm hearing you say, so that they have certainty of knowledge that there's someone who is looking out for the property for them has, has basically package it up into a nice bow, present it to them, and then we'll help them manage it uh, through, through the process of, of ownership um, and even uh, turning over tenants uh, over time. Would that, that be accurate? Exactly. We also okay. offer some guarantees with that, Eric, just to, uh, because if, if nobody buys these properties, we're holding them in our own personal portfolio. So I have, uh, I have certain criteria that I go by, whether it becomes an investor property or whether I hold it myself, it's insignificant to me. I, I, I would prefer to hold everything I possibly uh, could, but uh, again, I can't, uh, I'm not wealthy enough to, uh, to do that. So therefore I, I use my skills and, and my, uh, my relationships to uh, rehab as many properties as I can and make them available to as many investors as, uh, as we find who are interested. Okay, so let me make sure I heard that correctly. So essentially you're purchasing these properties as if you were going to own them, is that correct? That is absolutely correct. Oh, okay. We've never discussed that before. Okay. Well, even better. So, um, so from that standpoint, you don't mind if you sell it or if you keep it, it for you, you're, you're evaluating it as if it were going into your own portfolio. Correct. I mean, I, obviously I'm limited by cash, uh, my, my cash to, uh, to hold uh, as many as I would like, but yeah, I, 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 I hold them, I rehab them to that standard. Um, and, um, you know, again, since I'm doing the property management, I want them as maintenance free as I can possibly have them, which it, it, lead, it pushes, pushes me and the investor in the same position, right? We're both wanting the same thing. We don't want any repairs because that uh, cuts into your ROI. We want good tenants. I want good tenants because I don't get paid from a property management standpoint unless there's a tenant creating, generating revenue in that property. So we're both pointed in the same direction. Got it. All right. Well, that is perfect. So why should 
a busy professional. So we're, we are focused primarily on physicians and dentists and other healthcare professionals who are busy people uh, who have disposable income oftentimes um, and are looking for different investing alternatives that are, that are out there. Why would someone consider turnkey investing? Well, I think it for the busy professional, they just they don't have time to go out and search for the all those best deals, right? And then uh, a lot of times, what I found is I didn't realize how unique I was in the aspect that I do this full time, so I am constantly on the hunt for properties. And then I have a network set up of uh, rehabbers that they're constantly rehabbing for me. So I've set up a standard of. Uh, 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 rehabs that I paint every property a certain color, right? So I don't get those questions. And well, somebody else, if somebody else was setting up that same system, it, it, uh, they might not be. And in fact, I went through quite a few, uh, uh rehabbers before I, I ran on to the crew that I'm currently using. And that, uh, that's a costly, uh, a lesson in trying and going through that process because those, uh, those rehabbers sometimes steal from you. They sometimes don't do a great job. They sometimes don't finish the job. They sometimes don't start the job after you've given them deposits. So there's, there's all those risks in there. But uh, since we've got a, a really good crew that's been with us, you know, basically a lot of them since 2009, um, they've, uh, they've continued, they know that we're going to continue to give them work as long as they're doing a great job. They're going to continue to do a great job for us. And it, it creates a great relationship. So, so many nuggets in there that you just said that an inexperienced real estate investor didn't, didn't even realize what you said in terms of the deposit, them not starting work, evaluating and finding properties. Um, I tell people that real estate is not complicated. It can be counterintuitive, um, but it's not complicated, but it is nuanced. And you have 25 yes. plus years experience. I have over a decade experience. There are things that we know just intuitively because we've been doing it so long that a new investor who may not have the time to devote to learning. What I say is if you want to invest in real estate where you are owning the property yourself, you're not in a syndication where you're more of a passive investor, that it's not complicated, but you do have to learn a skill set. Yes. And you just ran through in 30 seconds, probably three years worth of skill set without even recognizing it. And I I'm, I'm just want to make sure I'm pointing that out to potential listeners that there is a skill set. Yes, you can do this if you want to, um, but it, there is a skill set and a training set that you do have to learn and go through um, if you want to do it on your own. To me, the next best thing, if you want to own assets in your own name wholly by yourself for a busy person is this turnkey model. And this is why uh, I'm glad we were able to get, get together on the summit um, because I have a lot of people who are coming to me or asking, well, you know, I want to own some stuff myself. And so I purposely sought you out to see what you were doing because I know the quality of person you and Jane are. And I know that if you're offering um, these properties to other people, that that you're backing them, number one, and you will take care of them. Yeah. And so let's talk about the life cycle of a turnkey property. Let's assume someone wants to own one for five years. What does that typical life cycle look like? Uh, life cycle. Well, I, I always like to talk with the individual investor and say, what are they really trying to accomplish? Number one, yeah, you know, are they? What's their exit strategy? Some some people come in, Eric, and they say, you know, we want to own this forever. We're going to put it in our self-directed IRA. Uh, we're going to hold it there, or it's going to be transferred to our kids at our death, and we just want it generating as much income as we can. I work with other investors who say, listen, I want this is going to be a five-year deal for me. I want to be in and out in five years, and I try and direct them depending on what they're what they're looking for, 
um, and what their goals are. I try and direct them into one property versus another because of those type of issues. So I, I'm really, I really want to talk with each investor and, and kind of get a feel for what they're trying to accomplish and what their exit strategies are. Okay. And then how do you help them when it comes to exit strategy time? Uh, I also have a broker, uh, brokerage. Uh, so we then either can do one of two things. We're doing that all the time with investors. Um, it's just as the life cycle goes through and life changes, uh, we either can sell that property to another investor or we basically wait for the lease to expire. Once that lease is expired, we will then rehab or do whatever maintenance is necessary to sell that to an owner occupant. Um, and so we would put it out on MLS and sell it, uh, sell it that way. You tend to get a little bit more money, but you really need to compare what you're getting, uh, what you're netting out of that process because you've got on that side, you've typically got a, realtors commission at typically 3% on each side. So you're looking at 6% and that may equal pretty much what you may get if you just sold it with the investor already in place to another investor who is looking for a, uh, a turnkey type property as well. So got it. And, and you help people, you and your staff help people kind of run these numbers and, and kind of handhold them through that process of disposal. Uh, so if they choose to. Yes. So we would give them analysis and say, here's what you would expect to get on an owner occupant deal. Once we've, you know, once the tenants out again, there's going to be a little bit of downtime there where you're not getting that income in and that all comes into play as well in, in the numbers. And, uh, and so that would be plan a plan B is you just continue to rent it, renew the lease, sell it out to an investor that wants, that wants to buy the, the turnkey property as it sets with an, with a, uh, with a renter in place in that property. Okay. In, in that instance, you'd have very little uh, expense. Um, it's significantly less than it would be paying a commission. Got it. Okay. And so, in terms of your, who is your typical client who purchases a turnkey property? Um, talk about how many they may purchase at a time or over time. Um, is there a specific job category? Do you get that deep with them? Um, what does that look like? It, it, it's really, it's professionals. It's uh, a lot of them from, uh, uh, from California, a lot of them from out of country, uh, looking to basically uh, limit their risk. So they get, they do have money in the market, but uh, we're looking to uh, basically diversify their holdings and say we want some hard assets as well as some stocks. Um, and uh, so that's uh, basically that's that's where we come to play is helping them uh, put those hard assets uh, into their portfolio and managing those those assets for them in such a way that we're getting them the maximum uh, return on investment. Again, you know, as uh, I'm sure most of your listeners know, you know, with the, with the four quadrants and you're looking at your, your cash flow, your depreciation, your amortization and your appreciation. So when you look at all four of those things, you know, real estate in my mind is just the, the, the best uh, possible investments you could ever buy. Oh, I said some of our investors are new to real estate. Sorry. Yes. Um, and those four quadrants, actually, what I'll have to do is I'll probably have to do a real estate beginners podcast to to really dive into that. But suffice it to say, what Greg just explained was the four four ways that you four of five ways that you can make money in real estate with single family homes. And there's a sixth way with commercial property. And what I'll probably end up doing, I did a webinar with it, but I'll probably need to do a podcast for those of you who have, who have not gotten my webinar on that. Now, if you'd like the webinar, you can just send me an email at feedback at thephysiciansroad.com and I can send it to you. Uh, but I think I will end up doing a, a basic real estate investing podcast as well, just to catch everybody up on those four to five ways in which they can make money um, for every dollar that they put into a piece of real estate. 
And so let's talk now about, let's take you out of the equation because I'm going to let you come back and give a commercial for, for, for you, for your company in the future. But let's talk about what someone should look for in a turnkey provider. So let's just say they don't want to be where you are, but there's some other areas or they want something more local to them. What should they, what questions should they be asking? What should they be looking for in a turnkey provider? Eric, I, I always uh, tell people they need to uh, uh, basically look for somebody that eats their own cooking, right? So you want somebody that's investing themselves. I come at all of the properties that I purchase with that mindset of, you know, wh- where's this property at? How, what's the return on investment going to be? What's the exit strategy? So you want somebody with that sort of mindset and you want somebody that knows the local market. Um, you, you don't want to typically buy um, houses in, in bad neighborhoods where you're going to have lots of turnover. Sometimes you can buy those properties cheap. I've found in the long run, those properties aren't worth it just because of the turnover. Uh, so you really want to know your markets and you want to know that somebody, you know, somebody is, is, is very knowledgeable in their area uh, if you're going to work with them and, and trust them with, with that sort of asset. Um, so I would say uh, somebody that uh, eats their own cooking, knows the markets and uh, and also uh, you know somebody that has experience uh, you don't want to go with somebody that's uh, that's just started out uh, you want uh, somebody that has uh, has a fair amount of experience so they've gone through some of those uh, those learning curves that, so you don't have to pay for uh, for somebody else's learning curve got it and so and then just so we can go back and clarify so when you say turnover we're talking about tenants turning over so you have multiple tenants in the property uh, is your your biggest expenses in, in residential real estate is tenant turnover and, and then kind of make ready's rehabs because of it and vacancy. And Correct. so vacancy is a big issue. And also if you're turning over multiple tenants every year, it's going to eat up, eat into your profit as well. That's a, that's a huge, uh, huge bite out of your profits, uh, Eric, is that vacancy. So our, our vacancy rate right now, we, we're averaging about 3% vacancy and uh, we're keeping our average tenant uh, in excess of 36 months. So we're turning a tenant every three years. Um, obviously, that's, that's just the average. So a few, few less and a few more. Got it. Um, the other thing that I would, would add to that list would be, be say, to say, make sure that your turnkey provider also is doing the property management. You have a lot of turnkey providers that don't have the property management side. They turn it over to another company. Now, when something does go wrong or if something does go wrong, they point at each other and you don't know who to go after. If you've got a turnkey provider that also has the property management, there's only one person. You're looking at me. I'm the guy. I deal with it all. So that's why I offer the guarantees that I do. Gotcha. And or you or somebody on your staff, I will assume, because we don't want all yes. that falling on you now. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No. I found out I couldn't handle it all. I tried for a while and, and definitely uh, need to have the team. Absolutely. We're, we're, we're working with physicians to try to help them learn how to build teams as well, because oftentimes we are very much trained as lone wolves. Um, and what I see is a lot of physicians try to do too much themselves and take on too much and want to be the, the, the person who's always in charge and always doing things. And it can lead to a lot of kind of frazzled kind of nerves and, and a lot of frustration. So um, talking to people like you is how we help them to begin to build their team when it comes to their wealth. And so we really appreciate it. And so let's now talk about some pitfalls in turnkey investing. You talk about a little bit about from a provider standpoint, but let's just talk about it in general. What are some of the pitfalls that someone needs to be mindful of? Well, I think they really need to be mindful that uh, real estate obviously is not a very liquid uh, asset. So when you look at a stock or a bond, you, you know you sell it, you get your cash, and you're done. With real estate, 
it's not that simple, right? You got to, there's some time involved with, uh, with exiting that property and you need to understand that, you know, that's just the way real estate operates. Uh, I think there, there's so many benefits that offset that, but again, you want to, you want to certainly have some, some liquid capital. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, everybody likes to talk about how the, every deal is, is great and wonderful, but, uh, you know, part of the down and dirty also is that there, 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 you do have turnover and you do eventually have to replace the roof or you do have to replace an AC, you know, that's just normal, normal business. And, uh, that those expenses, uh, creep up on you pretty quick if you're not planning for them. Uh, so I'd like to tell investors, you need to be putting something away, even though you're on an annual basis, you may not be expending dollars. But if you're not planning on that new roof, right when that $10,000 bill comes due, uh, it's a big shock. So just plan that that's going to happen and plan that you're going to you're going to have some vacancy. Uh, we have right 3% just because of our market right now. At one point, I was high as 12%. Um, you know, that was in, you know, as the crash was happening and I was losing tenants, uh, you know, vacancies were way up there. So it's uh, you, you got to take the good with the bad and understand that uh, the market we're in right now is just tremendous. And I think it's it's poised to grow even more. But uh, just realize that there there are downtimes. Yep. And and so, what did you do to offset the downtimes when they came? Um, basically, I I did a couple different things. Uh, one was I took some I had never had taken Section Eight before, so I looked at it and said I'm having trouble problem finding tenants. So I'm going to take some government subsidy and I'm going to uh, take Section Eight. Uh, that uh, uh, turned out in hindsight uh, not to be the greatest decision. Because what I found is a lot of the people they didn't take uh, uh, very good care of the homes as far as the maintenance. And so once uh, I got the houses back and they typically only stayed a year. So once they exited that house and I found, wait a minute, there's uh, there's $2,000 above the security deposit in, in maintenance and repairs that needed to be made to this property. Um, I quickly learned that from a financial standpoint, it probably was not the best decision to, to take section eight tenants. And consequently, I no longer take section eight tenants. Well, I do take a few. I kept a few because it's like everything, you know, you don't throw out the baby with the bathwater and there are some very good uh, tenants in that program. And so I, I kept the good and I uh, didn't renew leases for the, uh, for the tenants who were, who were exiting that didn't properly care for the homes. Got it. And was there anything else you would do differently uh, next, for the next downturn, next go around? I, uh, well, I, I think I would, uh, um, and I'm, I'm trying to do it right now, is trying to conserve some more cash because uh, cash is king during those downturns and uh, you get some unbelievable deals. So I'm, I'm actually looking quite forward to the next downturn. Got it. Okay. And so in terms of, let's say someone does get a turnkey property and, and it doesn't have to be from you, but what would you say is going to be their uh, involvement? So just on a typical kind of process, when do, when do owners get involved in terms of decision-making? Uh, we, from a property management standpoint, once, once they purchase the property and it is two separate co uh, companies. So we have greater Orlando home buyers, which sells the property. And then we have, uh, the property manager guys, which is our property management company that manages the property. I own both companies. Um, so we would basically set up again, have a conversation with that investor. We typically request that uh, a certain amount of funds be made available to us without getting their approval. That would be for things such as uh, uh, a normal maintenance item, like uh, servicing the AC unit, right? I don't want to uh, bother the investor or take my time to go back and say, okay, it's going to cost uh, $69 to service the AC. And we do that every year. Uh, is it okay if I spend $69? We ask up for up to $250 of discretionary funds that we use for 
maintenance related, normal maintenance related issues. If it goes from 250 to 500, then we call and have a conversation. That would be something like a hot water heater going out. We'd say, hey, hot water heater's out. It's going to cost $420 to replace that hot water heater. We get verbal approval from the investor, and uh, we go ahead and replace the hot water heater. If it goes over the $500 mark, that's when we get into written permission. That's going to be something more like uh, you know, an AC unit, uh, a compressor, a new roof, uh, a new garage door, just things that... Uh, are not out of the norm, but they're, they're things, normal maintenance that has to be done, but on a longer term basis. And so we would call up and say, hey, you know, the garage door needs to be replaced. It's going to be $2,200. We've got three quotes. Here's what we suggest. Maybe maybe it's the lowest quote. Maybe it's the middlest quote. Maybe it's the highest quote and a reason why. And then we get written permission from the investor before we make that sort of investment. I mean, that's their money going out. So we want to make sure they're aware of what's going on and why we have to make that, that uh, particular uh, 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 in investment or that uh, particular expenditure on their investment. Got it. Perfect. And so now, because the, the, the hour is running long and, and attention spans tend to wane, yeah, so yeah. tell us why your company is different. Well, uh, again, I look at it strictly from an investor standpoint. Uh, I'm, I, that's all that I'm working with is investors. My whole property management company has been built uh, pretty much exclusively on uh, internal investors selecting us as the property manager after they've purchased the property from us. And Eric, I need to let your, your listeners know that they don't have to choose us. It's just that, you know, 99% of the time because we've rehab, we've purchased the property, rehab the property and put the tenant in place. Most of them say, you know, everything about the property. We would just like to keep you on as property managers. I do offer two guarantees as well. Uh, the first guarantee is that if anything goes wrong within the first 12 months of them owning that property, I cover all expenses. Now, there are a couple exceptions to that. I don't cover tenant-related damage. If a tenant goes in and damages the property, breaks a window, I'm not covering that, but typically we're building that back to the investor, to the uh, tenant anyway. Uh, if lightning strikes the house, if there's an act of God, a, a lightning strike, a flood, or something happens, again, that's something that I'm not covering. Anything other than that, uh, and, and drain fields, um, I, I, don't, I don't cover drain fields in, a, in particular instances where homes have drain fields. Other than that, I'm covering everything. If there's a leak in the roof, if an AC goes out of the hot water heater for that first year, if I've done my job properly in the rehab, then there should be really no, no expenses during that first year. So it's basically just giving the, uh, the investor kind of a peace of mind that, uh, that you know, we did the proper job in rehabbing that property and, uh, and we're going to back that up with a, with a one-year guarantee. Oh. The other guarantee we offer is a 12-month tenant guarantee. So we're guaranteeing that the tenant or the investor is going to have 12 months worth of rent with no expense from a tenant side. That is us putting a tenant in place. Normally, we charge 50% of the first month's rent to place a tenant in place. So if, say, a tenant or an investor would buy a property and there's only six months left on that lease, maybe that tenant will renew and there won't be any expense, but if that tenant doesn't renew, then we're putting that next tenant in free of charge. There is no 50% uh, of that first month's rent. We, put, we do that, provide that free of charge. So the investor is getting a, f a full 12 months, if not more, of uh, income coming in without any outflow going out. All right. Well, that's two. I like guarantees. And so those are, those are two pretty strong guarantees to, to, to help people decrease their risk. And so um, is there anything you'd like to tell uh, our audience? Again, primarily uh, busy 
physicians and, and dentists. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you would like somebody who is considering a turnkey investment, um, what you would like them to know? No, I'd, uh, I'd challenge them to try one. Um, you know, try one with us. I guarantee you'll be back for two, three, four, five, or six because that's mostly that's what a lot of our investors do. They try they try one with us. And uh, uh, my in in my experience, Eric, I like to treat people like I want to be treated. And I feel if I treat people well, do a good job for them, take care of their investment, they're going to be back again and again and again and again. And uh, I think that uh, that bodes well for both of us. Absolutely. That's why. That's why I was. I, I sought you and Jane out because, uh, like I said, I've known you guys for a while. I, I know you guys' heart. Um, I know how you treat uh, those of us who come into your world uh, on a regular basis, and I know that extends to the to the people that you take care of as well. Um, and so, I'm happy to to, to to get into partnership with you all. I'm happy that you're all going to be helping to support the Physicians Road because we do we do this for free. Uh, we give this information away for free, and um, partnering with people like you all. Because I go out and handpick people um, that I would be happy to um, to, to work with, so we're, we're glad to have you on board. And so you all, you're going to create. You already have a um, nice handout on the Orlando market, and so we're going to offer that. Uh, we're going to set up a a, a web page where where it can be downloaded, and we'll take care of that. Um, so for anyone listening, you can go to physicianturnkey.com, physicianturnkey.com. And you just click on Orlando and that will show you where you can sign up and, and download that, that information. Um, and then that will allow you to be able to get into contact with Greg and talk to him and his team and see if this is something that, that may work for you. Um, otherwise, Greg has given us great information about choosing turnkey um, providers. So if Greg is, some, is not the person you want to go with, that you want to go with in a different region, that's okay as well. This, this, the information he's given us has been invaluable. But one of the things I like about turnkey investing is you can basically create a portfolio around the country uh, where you have team members managing the properties for you. Um, and so you can end up getting geographic diversification through this process. And again, it's not going to be completely hands-off, but it's, it's, it's pretty hands-off as real estate goes. And so um, again, we want to thank Greg for doing that. Thank you for listening to The Physician's Road, uh, where you create your life in medicine. Uh, today, we're on the path to wealth. Any feedback or any questions you have, please send it to feedback at thephysiciansroad.com, feedback at thephysiciansroad.com. And you can also uh, join us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group, uh, The Physicians Road. Type that into your search bar, The Physicians Road, and you will find us there. So again, we will see you next time on The Physicians Road. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Eric. The Physician's Road is brought to you by Vernonville Asset Management. Vernonville Asset Management was created to help physicians build wealth and create income beyond Wall Street. Through our exclusive private investments, doctors can begin to free themselves from the burdensome regulations in healthcare by creating income streams independent of medicine. Go to IncomeBeyondWallStreet.com to get your free report, Wall Street's Biggest Lie. Again, go to IncomeBeyondWallStreet.com to get Wall Street's Biggest Lie and free yourself today. Thank you for listening to The Physician's Road, where you create your life in medicine on your own terms. Please go to thephysiciansroad.com and sign up for your free guides and resources.